Holy fuck, we're not starting the show now, are we? I'm guessing by the hot lead played by Fish B over there, apparently we are. Bonjour amigos, ready or not, here we, here we go. Welcome back to the fishbowl, I'm only Bob. You know what's, uh, you know what's strange about, about this particular uh, podcast? Not just chapter 492, but really the entire Bob's Fishbowl brand, the entire podcast dream, this entire journey. It's, uh, it's strange. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You are, you are correct. Yet somehow, and this is really the miracle, the miracle of miracles. Someone, someone call the Vatican, because two miracles makes me a saint. Somehow you like this thing anyway. I don't, um, I don't always fully understand why anyone would, uh, would like, appreciate, recommend what we do here at the Fishbowl, but a lot of people do, which I find, um, to use the word we've been using, strange. And with that, Fishby. Let's, uh, let's do it. Show about questions. Is there a question one? There must be. Otherwise, we can, we can just say adios and vamanos. No? There it, all right. Question one. Let's do it. If you're an NBC programming executive, what's worse? Scheduling the Trump Town Hall as the exact same time as the Biden Town Hall, or fucking your reluctant assistant. That's the first question. That's uh, that that's how we're starting. Um, although I appreciate the question writer's commitment to writing a question with flair. Um, I'm not sure there's really anything funny about fucking your reluctant assistant. Because even if you were fucking your willing assistant, uh, there's a word for that, and it's, it's harassment. Or words beyond that. But if you're an NBC programming executive, and you're fucking your reluctant assistant, uh, there's also a word for that. And while I am not a human dictionary, I'm pretty sure that word is rape. And no good podcast. I've heard uh, a lot of mediocrity in this podcast game in my day. This chiseled veteran over here. But um, rape jokes. Uh, never. Uh, I shouldn't say never. Um you got to be really skilled. You got to really, really, really be fine-tuned to, uh, to bring that point home. I think Michelle Wolf has a couple, but she's a, she's a genius on another level. I'm sorry. Was there a question? I was, I was thrown off by... Uh, obviously, there was, because I was thrown off by the question. Now I'm asking if there is one. Uh, yeah, it, that was a horrible decision. Horrible, horrible, but but that's not news. This this isn't my opinion. That that it's. I mean, it is my opinion, but it's also like collectively everyone's opinion. That, that yeah, M- M- NBC certainly uh certainly fucked a metaphorical goat on that one, and that's not rape because it's it's just a just a metaphorical goat. Did I just try to make my own rape joke? Jesus. 
I tell you, you sit down to do a podcast and you want it to be something, and then bang, you know? It's like swimming in the ocean. I'm just swimming in the podcast ocean. Uh, I'm skinny dipping because that's how that's how you do it. All that salt water getting in you. It's 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 very nice. You're skinny dipping in the ocean, and then and then and then next thing you know, um, a dolphin's ramming your rectum, right? Which is fuck. Is that another? It's another one. It's a that's uh, that's an interspecies. Uh, that was really more a sodomy joke, but sodomy is, you know, when not welcomed. I believe there's a word for unwelcome sodomy, and that word is uh, is also rape. We're, we have really uh, dug ourselves uh, uh, damn near all the way to China. <laughs> God damn. Uh, but yeah, NBC, horrible, horrible decision. I, get, I got just a couple things to say. Um, I, I haven't watched these town halls. I have no desire to watch these town halls. I watched five minutes of each. Grandpa Joe looked like Grandpa Joe. The five minutes I saw of Trump, it was strange. This is a guy who, not necessarily known for his niceness, especially once he's entered the realm of politics, because politics ain't beanbag. But... Trump, apparently, his political advisors made him aware that he's got a likability issue, and that's why he's getting his ass kicked with women. So Trump was going out of his way to be so nice. He was acting so nice. But it was so phony. Like, it was given he's had a lot of time over the last four years looking at the best of insincerity, and that, of course, is the vice pastor. And Trump, it seems, took a biblical page from the vice pastor's book today. And you would think Trump wouldn't come off so phony looking. You would think he would be able to act nicer, to be more charming, because he is, after all, a guy who spent the majority of his adult life literally talking the pants off of fucking Playboy models. <laughs> literally. I, I'm a big stickler for using the word literally collectively. And there I did, uh, even though I mumble. Uh, but you'd think he'd be better at acting nice. I mean, he looked like a, um, he looked like a giraffe in Siberia. Just wildly uh, out of place. Or, or like the vice pastor in a, a straight bar. Just wildly, wildly out of place, right? And... Can we agree, like, like every time we see the Donald, I think sometimes we've got to take a step backwards and pinch ourselves a little bit and remind ourselves that that guy, yes, that guy is the president of these United States of America. And can we come together on this idea that the job of U.S. president is an important job? The kind of important job that, dare I say, it's just not safe to have a moron doing it, you know? It's like an airline pilot. An airline pilot, that's not a good job for a moron, and neither is president of the United States. Or jobs like uh, a Friday night bowling manager. You can't, you can't have an alley manager pre-COVID, hopefully post-COVID one day that's a moron. All those lanes are going to get fucked up. All the reservations are screwed. We got pizza going to aisle nine. 
Um, or, you know, maybe, maybe the bowling alley is a bad one. Uh, uh, lion tamer. That's a better analogy. Orgy organizer. That's a better analogy. These are jobs that morons can't be in charge of. You don't want a moron organizing your orgy. Uh, I think at one point Trump said uh, he didn't know anything about the COVID test, or excuse me, the COVID test, when it uh, came to his uh, first and potentially only debate with, uh, with Grandpa Joe. Doesn't know. Doesn't remember. He's way too busy tweeting to keep track of shit like that. He also said he didn't know anything about QAnon. Even though Savannah Guthrie, the moderator uh, from NBC, uh, explained to him what QAnon was, Trump still played dumb, which was pretty easy for him to do, and said, uh, well, he knows they're against pedophilia, and he's also against pedophilia. I, I know, pretty, pretty profound, but that's the guy. That's the, he's on the ballot. He's got a chance of winning again. That's our dude. Uh, are there more questions? Or are we done now? I mean, we've got... We've really gone off the rails. I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I, I'm certainly not saying it's a good thing. Are there more? There are? All right. Go! Jesus Christ! How much more... Go! Please, for the love of God, Fishby. Is there any logic behind your prediction that Biden will win Texas, or is that just a blind and hopeful hunch? I'll admit it is a little bit of a hopeful hunch, but there's definitely some logic behind it. In the 2016 presidential election in Texas, there were almost 9 million votes cast in 2016. Trump only beat Hillary, Hillary, by 800,000 votes. And the Libertarian candidate, Gary Johnson, got 283,000, and fucking Jill Stein got 71,000. Then, in the 2018 Senate race, Ted Cruz, he only beat Beto by 215,000 votes. So, yeah, this is more than a hunch. And plus, the polls... Most of them have uh, have Biden currently had. Yes, there's a long ways to go, but hopefully one day we all find out together. What's next, Fishby? Yo, it's me, Fishby. Since you're a walking malady, have you ever had an infection of the perineum? This is a question for all of us that have been watching uh, too much news lately. What is the, uh, what is the drug that's always advertised? On it's Jardians, I believe. If I'm wrong, you know, don't, you know, don't wake me while I'm sleeping. If I messed up, but I think it's Jardians and Jardians used to, and, and no, by the way, I've never had an infection of the perineum, but given my lifestyle, it's only a matter of time. Hey, yo. Doesn't sound like uh, a lot of fun, but who am I 
Who am, who am I to uh, tell someone else what's fun and what's not? Maybe a, a life-threatening infection of the perineum is just the kind of excitement your love life has been lacking. <coughs> who am I to say I shall not stand in judgment? What's next, Fishby? Do you have a conspiracy theory involving the miraculous recovery of Hunter Biden's emails? Just so happens I do. Thank you for asking. Isn't the narrative just a little too good to be true? What are the odds of that laptop getting water damage and then somehow, some way, ending up at a MacBook repair shop in the middle of fucking Delaware. And this repair shop, even though it's water damaged, decides to get in there and see what they could make work, see what they could recover, just for their own voyeuristic curiosity with no idea who originally owned the MacBook. And then, lo and behold, surprise, surprise, can you fucking believe it? It belongs to Hunter Biden. And it has supposedly incriminating information about Hunter Biden that miraculously gets revealed three weeks before the presidential election. Does anyone else think that narrative might just be a little too good to be true? What's next, Fishby? When the coronavirus vaccine comes out, should the U.S. government make it mandatory? When the COVID vaccine comes out? Um, until it comes out, and until we know it works... I believe the phrasing should be if, if the coronavirus vaccine comes out. And no, the U.S. government shouldn't make it mandatory, force people to get it. However, in these United States of America, basically every single school district in school, uh, kids have to have their inoculations to go. Yeah, like you have to have your measles, and there's a whole fucking chart, you know. That yeah, kids, there's a there's a whole thing. I think employers could require employees to take it because obviously it'd be a huge financial hit if you're the one person that spreads it to the, you know, rest of the meatpacking plant or whatever the job would be. I wonder if cities uh, could pass an ordinance with strict penalties to enter a local government building if you're sick with COVID and haven't gotten the vaccine, or even use, like, public transportation. You can't get on the subway, can't get on the bus, can't get on the train. Or what if you're a company like Uber? Could you make that part of your, your user agreement? Or, or if you're an airline, could you make that part of the deal? But right now, these are all hypotheticals because the question when the COVID vaccine comes out is if the COVID vaccine comes out. But it's a good conversation to have. What's next, Fishby?
Yo, it's me, Fish B again. Wow, we're we're going down this road again, huh? This is um this is becoming a lot of fun for me. So uh here's how this one reads tonight. How does a 40-something-year-old man who lives in his mom's basement even look himself in the mirror without punching the mirror? How the fuck are you not dead from shame? And embarrassment. Yeah, that's a real fun one. That's another just kind of the emotional uplift after, you know, a show that started so, so solidly uh, in an infinite loop of, uh, of rape joke traps, which are, if anything, we've demonstrated are not appropriate and not funny unless you're... Unless you're Michelle Wolf, but we're, we clearly don't have the, the intellectual or comedic firepower of, of Michelle Wolf, who, yes, we do have a huge crush on, and now we've mentioned twice. Um, I'm going to respond to this question in a serious way. That Yes, at, at times it's frustrating, but, but more often than not, I swear to God, I'm just grateful to have a place to live. I'm grateful I have a safe place to lay down my head at night where, you know, there's food in a fridge upstairs and I have blankets on a bed, you know. And internet is is beyond my wildest dreams. Because back in the day before I was Zooming my psychiatry appointments... On the way back, about between my psychiatrist's office and the freeway, I would drive under these series of bridges where the homeless community lives in my town. And I would look at them with such sympathy and such empathy because not universally, not 100%, but almost every homeless person has, has a story that involves these three things. A real tragic and unfortunate series of life events. No intended reference to Lemony Snicket. And a history of mental illness and substance abuse. My life, I've been through all three of those things. Yet I'm not homeless, and I very easily could be. So when it comes to how does a 40-something-year-old man who lives in his mom's basement look himself in the mirror? But you know what? That's how by being grateful for what I got. Oh, forgive me for uh, not giving the big yell, but that's obviously Isaiah's music, which means we've reached the final question of today's fishbowl. As always, written by our 10-year-old executive producer, Isaiah the Tiny Player, who today writes, What do you mean you fell on your head? And didn't you forget something in yesterday's podcast? Yeah, I briefly mentioned uh, uh, yesterday that uh, that I had recently uh, fallen on my head. I mean, it's it's not like I was window washing a skyscraper and fell on my head. I was actually watching the uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee, and I was doing yoga at the same time, and my head just kind of came crashing down. Like my legs were kind of a, kind of in a, a low triangle. You know, I was stretching, and my hands are down there. 
and I got a little distracted and I lost my balance and then uh, next thing you know, boom, right on the noggin. But the good news is uh, I've hurt myself in, in, in dumber ways and uh, it, it's still not quite right, but that could have been way fun. I mean, that could have been an ER visit, like easy, 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 but, but, but it wasn't. And then, um, didn't I forget something in yesterday's podcast? Like, like at the end, like at the end here? Uh, no. Thank you for the question, Isaiah. I can't possibly think of anything that used to be here that wasn't here yesterday and isn't here today. I can't, I have no fucking clue what it is you're referring to. None! Till Mignogna. Chapter 493, 17 questions in 17 minutes. Do we still got it? We'll find out together. It'll probably be up early, all right? Till mañana. I love you. Say adios, Fishbee.